Hello and welcome to Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir and today I would like to talk with you about email newsletters for authors. Newsletters are a vitally important tool that authors can use to connect with readers and you know it's that connection with readers that eventually is going to sell books. I have to say that email is pretty much the cornerstone of all the things that I do to promote myself. Um, and if you haven't started your list or started dedicating time or energy to thinking about your list, I'd strongly recommend making this an area of focus. I'm going to give you a few reasons for why I say this. First of all, email, and when I'm talking about a newsletter, I'm talking about a newsletter going out through email. Um, email has no algorithm. So if you use social media, Facebook, Instagram, all the social platforms, um, what they do is they keep shifting their updates and their algorithms so that sometimes you're going to be coming up in someone's feed and sometimes you're not and you can never tell what the algorithm is and whether or not you're going to show up. Email, on the other hand, has pretty much stayed the same since the late 1990s. Yeah, there have been some changes, but ultimately your ability to get in touch with people through email is dependent on you and not on someone else's algorithms. It's dependent on your subject lines, your content, and your relationship with your readers. It's not dependent on how another platform handles things. It's all you. That right there to me is a huge plus. Also, email is yours. Your newsletter is all about you. You can't export all your Twitter followers and take them with you. They live on Twitter. You can't take all the people you know on Facebook. They live on Facebook. But with email, you can actually export all those emails. Your ability to reach those people is not dependent on another platform. It's direct. So, Again, all the social networks are using algorithms to decide which updates to show to users, but they cannot filter or touch your emails. The truth is that Facebook has a couple billion users, Twitter has hundreds of millions of users, but everyone has email, right? A survey conducted by Radicati in 2018 found that there are 3.8 billion active email accounts. That's half the population of the planet. These are people who are just waiting to hear from you. And unlike social media, again, which is so ephemeral that your update will be lost from sight in moments, a newsletter is going to stay in your subscribers' inbox until they take action. If you write something really useful, a reader might hold on to it for weeks before moving forward, either deleting it or doing something with it. Emails can't be missed like a social media post that disappears in readers' feeds as more posts follow it. So, what is this newsletter that you're going to write and that's going to reach all these people going to do for you? Um, the truth is your newsletter can sell a lot of books. Even in this age of social media, creators are still finding that the best way to sell a book or find supporters for a crowdfunding campaign is to send emails. And not only can you use it to sell more books, but having this direct connection to readers is also going to give them the chance to tell you how they see you, whether they like your characters, whether they don't like your characters, 
which characters readers are interested in, which ones they like the most, which ones they'd like to see die. Um, there are all sorts of things that you can learn from people and people want to tell you. I've noticed this on social media. If I post on Facebook with a question, I get so many more responses and likes and shares than if I just make a statement. So if I say, you know, I've invented this character who is 30 years old and who is a poker player. Some people who like me might like that. But if I say, would you be interested in reading about a character who's a poker player? I get a lot of response. Now, what if you are just sending that out to the people who actually are liking your books, are buying your books, are reviewing your books? Um, you've given them even more investment in the process of writing um, so that they're going to feel part of your books. And that's just going to increase sales because the more they like you, the more they're going to recommend you to others. You can also tell, use the newsletter to tell readers about your upcoming events. Your fans may be dying to meet you, but they still need advance notice of an event so they can plan your schedules. Again, you can get feedback, not just on characters, but on a book cover. Does this look like a good cover? How about comparing these two covers? Which do you like better and why? Um, a title for a book, always my, my most difficult part. <laughs> um, whether you should expand a trilogy into a longer series. Your fans have strong opinions on your books, your characters, your titles, your covers, everything about your writing. And so they will share their views. And this is like free feedback for you. Now you find out what your audience is looking for so that you can bear that in mind as you move forward. So I hope I've convinced you that it's a good thing to have a newsletter. Um, it's a good thing to touch people through email. Let's think about how to do that now. The first thing you need to know is you've got to decide on how frequently you're going to send it out and you've got to stick to that. I would rather see you send it out once a month and always send it out once a month than say, oh, it's going to be weekly and then skip some weeks or send it out on different days in the week. Um, you need to build in some expectations for the people who are receiving your newsletter. And the way to do that is to, to do it consistently. Weekly is common. Um, monthly is common. It's just the most important thing is what you can commit to. The only, the only caveat I'd say with that is if you do it monthly or even less frequently than monthly, you're going to run the risk of people forgetting they signed up. And if people forget they signed up, that's going to lead to unsubscribes. So if you keep your, your name in their inbox fairly frequently, not so much it's going to drive them crazy, but fairly frequently, um, the more familiar your name is to subscribers, the less likely you'll encounter that problem. And the more likely they are when they're out and about in a bookshop on Amazon, wherever it is that they buy books, or recommend books or talk about books that your name is going to come to mind. You don't have to write long newsletters, especially if you're doing them frequently. It's really okay if they're short. I don't know anyone who's going to complain that your emails are too short, frankly. People have complained in the past about newsletters that are too long, but I've never heard of anyone saying, gee, I really would have liked more in that one. 
It can help if you deliver the same structure every time, but that's not necessary. I have um, a given structure that I like to use on my newsletters, but I vary them and people have been really receptive to that. And especially during um, the time of the pandemic, I really changed up the way I was communicating with people because they had different needs and I had different needs. So just you probably after a while have a sense of what your audience likes um, and how often they like to hear from you and what they like to hear. So don't be a prisoner to your structure, but again, giving them an, an idea of what to anticipate, of what to expect um, is usually a good idea. So what are you going to put in your newsletter now that we're talking about content? Um, there are a couple, couple of different approaches to newsletters, and I have found it useful in my own work to mix and match these, but I'm going to go through them separately just for the sake of clarity. Um, the first is a sort of media consumption list. This is where you are the curator of the best stuff you saw or read or listened to or visited or played, whatever, during the past week or two weeks or whatever your spacing is for your newsletter. Um, a lot of newsletters, and you probably subscribe to some of them yourself, could really be boiled down to saying, here's the cool stuff I think you might be interested in. Um, it's a great way to start a newsletter because you don't have to generate the content. You just have to curate it, and that's always a little bit easier. Another kind of newsletter is the quote-unquote behind-the-scenes newsletter. This is where you offer a peek behind the curtain of your current project, bringing people along for the ride, giving them exclusive access to your creative process. I don't recommend this as a beginning start to your um, newsletter. I'm not sure I recommend it at any point, although I know some people who do it very successfully. I think generally the people who have the most success with this are the people with the biggest names and the biggest name recognition. Um, so it works if people are on the edge of their seats waiting for your next book and want to know what's coming, or if, as I said, you're a celebrity, or if you're really entertaining at writing about such things. Most of us aren't. The third way of doing a newsletter is the newsletter that's content driven. Um, this takes more work, obviously, because what it is is that you're delivering original content that's just going into your newsletter. I do think that this is the one that pays off over time because it's the most personal. Um, if, I, if you're taking the time to read my newsletter, then shame on me if I can't take the time to give you something that's specially for you. Um, so you can do all sorts of things with it. You can do tips. You can do questions and answers. Um, you can do how-to articles. You can share something, a, a poem that you wrote or, or a brief essay. Um, and remember that, that, you know, as they say these days, things should be able to be repurposed three times. So collect these essays. If you write a little essay once a month, let's say, in your newsletter, in a couple of years, you've got enough to make a collection. You can put those together and you can say at the beginning, thank you to all my faithful newsletter subscribers who made this book possible. Um, that will make them feel good. It will make you give you content that you didn't have otherwise. 
Um, but really, try to be creative about creating original content for your newsletter. It is really, I think, the most personal way to address the people who are interested in hearing about you. Obviously, another section is going to be news and events. If you've got a lot going on, if you've got appearances coming up, if you're going to be um, guest blogging somewhere, this is a great place for it. Um, and then always include something informal, usually at the beginning, some sort of, hi, here I am, here's what's going on right now for me, here's what's going on in the world, here's what I'm thinking about. It doesn't have to be long, two paragraphs is fine, one paragraph is fine, but just that personal, personal, personal contact between you and your readers. So now that you've decided you're going to do this, you're going to do it, let's say, every two weeks, um, and you sort of have an idea of your format. You're going to have a personal letter. You're going to have maybe an image, um, questions and answers, something like that. You're all set. Here are some ways to make your email marketing, which is what newsletters are, successful from the start. The first thing you need is you need people to sign up for your newsletter. It's not going to go anywhere if you don't have any names there. Um, so what you want to do is tell everybody you know and ask them to tell everybody they know that you have an email list, that now you have a newsletter. It's very exciting. Um, make sure that it's really easy um, for them to remember how to subscribe. I have the subscription for my newsletter right off my website. So I just say, go to my website, down at the bottom of the page, there's a subscription box. It's really easy. Um, you might want to, at some point, not necessarily when you start, but at some point you may want to um, find a title for your newsletter because, frankly, Jeanette's newsletter doesn't sound all that compelling. I played with a whole lot of titles over the years that I've done a newsletter, um, but I think it's something that you might want to really put some thought into and try out some different things. It's easier if you've got a title when you're telling people about it. Post your email list announcement on social media. If people follow you online, they're a lot more likely to want to receive emails from you. Tell your literary agent, tell your publisher, they might be willing to promote um, your email list or at least tweet it somewhere. Um, if you're doing events, if you're out there in the community, bring a sign-up sheet. Tell people about it. Whenever I do any event, I always have my sign-up sheet with me. I always make sure people write legibly because not everybody does. And if you're a little bit off, it's, the email's not going to get to them. But I always say as part of whatever I'm doing, whether it's um, a book event or a mystery event or a panel or anything, I'm always quick to say, I've got this newsletter. It got, comes out twice a month. Um, I would love it if you wanted to give it a try and subscribe. Here are some of the things that I generally do with it. And I have not yet done an event that I didn't get at least five people subscribing. So that's a great way also to build your email list. Um, you might want to do some paid social media ads. I've never done it. I know that some people have done it successfully. Um, but there are all sorts of ways. Tell your friends, tell your, put it in the back of your books. Um, ask your publisher if you can put that. I always have a page in the back of my mysteries that says, 
if you enjoyed this, here are some other things you might want to do. And I give several suggestions. Follow me on Goodreads, follow me on Amazon, sign up for my newsletter, all those things so that the person who's just finished reading your book can say, oh, I really want to stay in touch with this. I want to find out when the next book is out. I want to hear what they think about things. So I think you're only limited by your own creativity in terms of building your email list. There are subscribers and then there are subscribers. Let's face it, you will notice as you start doing newsletters and you start looking at the analytics behind them that many people, many, many, many subscribers do not open it. This is very normal. Um, and those who open it don't always click through to the things you want them to click through to. This is also normal. I subscribe to a whole bunch of newsletters that I don't always read. Sometimes I read them and sometimes I don't. I want to stay on the list because I'm interested in the topic or the person. But frankly, I do not have the time to read every newsletter that comes into my inbox every day. I might save some for later and I might just say, okay, I'm not reading this month. That's okay. I, as long as I don't unsubscribe, they've still got me and they've still got the opportunity to talk to me. And that's true for you also. So you do want as many subscribers as you can, but you also, on top of that, want people who are going to be quality subscribers, people who are going to want to engage with you, people who are eventually, let's remember this, going to buy your books. So as you're going out there and saying, I've got this great email list, um, the, 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 the question that you need answered with almost anything you do in marketing is, so what? So I have to answer that question to anyone I say, I, I've got this great email list, I've got this great newsletter, sign up for it. And if they were to say to me, so what? Why should I? I need to have an answer. And I can give you all sorts of reasons, but if I gave you one reason that was really cool, really wonderful, really immediate, um, you are going to be much more likely to sign up. Um, so, I, and, I, and I think this, this is probably true even for the most established authors, that people love to have free stuff. So offer them a gift. It can be almost anything. It can be a free chapter of your book. It can be a little free ebook that you put together for the occasion. Um, these are things that, that are personal, that are going to eventually drive sales if they're well written and people like them. But give people a reason to sign up. If you sign up, I will give you XYZ um, right away, not three months down the line, not if you know you subscribe for a while and 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 emailed me to tell me how wonderful the newsletter is. No, if you sign up now, here's the gift that you get. That is going to make more people sign up and ultimately more people stick with you. I usually in every single newsletter include some sort of gift. It may be something really small, it may be something really significant, um, it may not be for everybody. For instance, I will sometimes run something and say, okay, you know, I'm going to choose five people at random from my responses. It still gives them the opportunity to win something um, and keeps people engaged. So 
These are not the nuts and bolts of, an, of a newsletter because that's not what this particular podcast is about. I, at some point, may have a podcast that gives you the nuts and bolts, but that's something, honestly, that you can just Google. You can find out about MailChimp and GetResponse and all the different um, avenues by which you can um, create newsletters and distribute them. So, um, you know, ask the Google for that. But in the meantime, I hope I've given you some ideas for, first of all, why authors should have newsletters, need to have newsletters, reasons um, that they are going to benefit from newsletters and how to start the newsletters. I thank you for listening. This has been Writing Muse and Writing Mentor with Jeanette de Beauvoir, and I will see you here next time.